All right, and we're back. Hey, now, what's going on? Not much. Um, the weather has finally cooled off to mm-hmm. its normal and not all over the place, right. which is making me happy. So, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm not sick. So that's a plus. <laughs> first. Yeah, there's been like 12 seasons in about 12 days. <laughs> so that's nice. Um, so what I'm curious about, because we talk a lot about wellness, we talk a lot about intersectionality. I find that setting goals in college can often be difficult for a couple of different reasons. I think mm-hmm. the biggest one for me is time. I never yes. have enough time to set goals. Yeah. You know, so how do you set goals and how have your goals changed over the past couple years yeah so I think when I set goals and when it actually sticks and it and it comes into play and things happen Mm -hmm. I see change is when we've talked about this before is when I hit a like a low point or rock bottom or like I Mm -hmm. notice things that are going wrong and I can clearly see it what what can I do to make this better so I definitely that's a like that's a good point to um, make goals, I think, is when you noticeably can see things not going well or how you would hope they would go. Um, but to be more proactive, I've been trying to set goals maybe every month to kind of, mm-hmm. how am I feeling? Kind of talk about those eight dimensions of wellness. How right. am I feeling in these different areas? Um, where do I feel not as successful? Um, why don't I feel that way? And just kind of move from there. But goals over time. Um, I was just talking to Adriana about uh, ma- like my major and how that has changed. It's definitely, and I'm being more okay with going with the flow and understanding that I don't mm-hmm. have all the answers right now. So making small goals and seeing we're going to make this goal and happen in a few weeks, and then we'll see how that goes. And then if this goes well, maybe that'll be a five-year plan. Maybe that'll just be a, a month plan. We'll mm-hmm. figure it out. So I've definitely, my goals have changed to, smaller more concise we're gonna figure Mm -hmm. this out and then we'll see where to go from there how have your goals yeah um i i think pretty much same they're pretty they're pretty concise i try not to stress myself out by having these long-winded goals um ones that can stress me out but i think what's really awesome is we have great resources on campus Mm -hmm. that do talk about goal setting, leadership, affirmation. And that's actually how we stumbled upon today's topic. So we have a guest here, Kenyatta Schamberger. My apologies. Go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us where you're from and what some of your accolades are. Good afternoon. Uh, Great to be here. Thank you all so much for the invitation. Uh, I'm excited. Um, Again, I'm Kenyatta Schamberger. I currently serve as the Assistant Dean of Students and Director of the Office of Multicultural Student Affairs. Uh, I am originally from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Uh, My father uh, is retired military, so I had the opportunity to move around quite a bit as a child, Um, and uh, but more Recently, before I came to Iowa State, I was at Clemson University mm-hmm. in Clemson, mm-hmm. South Carolina, um, and uh, moved to Iowa State to serve in my current role um, as assistant dean. But then um, sort of connecting with the conversation that you all just had, uh, I am also a Ph.D. student um, in the School of Education. So by day, uh, I serve as the assistant dean and director. And by night, uh, I am in classes uh, working on a doctorate degree. So um, I think the second question about how I got involved uh, with leadership is it has always been um, a part of my life Mm -hmm. Um, as I think about and um, 
I, I think about leadership from a positional standpoint, but then also leadership from um, just an involvement and engagement. So um, I remember um, being involved in student government um, in elementary um, and high school. Um, uh, I was senior class president. I was our junior class vice president, so I held mm-hmm. those positional mm-hmm. uh, leadership roles. But I was also um, I also had opportunity to influence decisions um, um, in high school. Um, I uh, so I think of leadership in in those in those spaces. Um, things that I do currently day to day, I have a title and a position, and so mm-hmm. there's right. leadership there. Um, but then also there are ways that I serve um, as a mentor or role model that I also think. Um, mm-hmm. Or um, aspects of, of leadership. So, yeah, you touched on a lot of really great topics. Um, I think especially because when we think about leadership, we don't often think of intersecting identities. So you're a student and you're also a role model and you're a mentor. And I think those all play into the perception of leadership. Mm -hmm. I think for me, when I ask myself what leadership means, I often think about what actions am I doing Mm -hmm. that are going to influence other people? Mm -hmm. And is that leadership or is it my perspective? Of leadership, and I think the difference between those two is something that is always going to be a battle in understanding who you are and what you're actually doing in the world. And, and I, I think that um, I would say yes if mm-hmm. if I were asked, is is that leadership? Absolutely, because mm-hmm. in as a leader, um, there are certain attributes and characteristics that um, we want leaders to have. We want folks. Yeah. For example, to be charismatic, we want people mm-hmm. to listen. We want people to be sound decision makers. We don't want to follow anyone that can't make a decision, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and there are some people we probably would not follow across the street. So, yeah, <laughs> probably would not, might not call it, could call you or consider you to be a leader. And so, I think mm-hmm. that leadership is going to look different. Um, because uh, for a lot of different reasons, um, it's gonna. I think our social identities play a role in how others perceive us, how we perceive of ourselves, mm-hmm. and what what those positions that we hold are, and how we are able to um, help make change. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and so I, I, I think that again leadership is going to look different um in different spaces among different people Mm -hmm. in different situations yeah yeah you mentioned how identity and all whole experiences can have an influence on leadership what um we've talked about family in our other podcasts Mm -hmm. how does family impact our uh how we view leadership or how we've talked about it or how we grew up and how did we see that or like what do you have any Examples. Yeah, I think for me, when it comes down to leadership, I viewed my dad as just being the rhyme and the reason for everything. If my dad didn't like it, I didn't like it. If he was like, this is what we're doing tonight for dinner, that's exactly what I'm eating for dinner. And that can be both a pleasure and a poison because your perception of what leadership looks like is so individualized Mm -hmm. and so isolated. So when you meet people who have different leadership traits or styles, you're like, well, excuse me, I I don't like that tone you're taking with me. And you perceive it to be something else, but that could just be how they learned leadership. Mm-hmm. So I think my dad definitely played a huge role in how I perceive leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I would agree. I had a similar experience. As I mentioned, my father was in the military. So yeah. mm-hmm. um, there was um, this sense of structure and order mm-hmm. that was in our home. And I see that playing out in how I in- interact and engage in um, my positional leadership mm-hmm. roles. Um, um, also, my father... Um, Prior to going into the military, he was a pastor, so he was a military Mm. chaplain. So there was this uh, compassion, care, and concern that I would say was this other side of kind of the strict military piece that was also present. Um, And so um, until you asked that question, I really had not thought a whole lot about that. But there was this duality that that Mm -hmm. played out um, Mm -hmm. in, in our families in our family space, and when I think about who I consider myself as a leader, there are lots of traits for, of my father that um, I I see, um, and then there's some that I'm like, yeah, no, that's not where I'm gonna be. So, <laughs> yeah. so it, you know, there's kind of that give um, and take. Um, I think. The impact that family had. I think my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I grew up um, in a two-parent home, and then I have mm-hmm. a younger sibling. Um, I think our parents were uh, very supportive of us um, doing the things that we wanted to do. And so I think of growing up as the child of a pastor. Um, oftentimes, there are certain perceptions that come along with that mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. of things that we could or could not do. Um, and so then where faith and spirituality um, intersect. But I think my parents allowed both my sister and I to be our own people mm-hmm. and kind of carve out who we wanted to be. Now, clearly, there were some parameters um, <laughs> that, that, that were ever present and even after I have been gone away from home for a number of years, mm-hmm. when I go back home to visit, those parameters or some of those parameters are still, still in, there. Still there. <laughs> so, um, but I think that they let us um, grow into who we were going to grow um, mm-hmm. into. They supported us um, um, and and challenged us um, where it was necessary. So I think family um, is played a huge role in who I am um, and as a part of my value system um, that I also, um, as I share myself with others, I think uh, some of those lessons uh, from home are ones that I still use mm-hmm. and exhibit. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Morgan? Um, I am trying to reflect on my parents' leadership. I had two parents growing up, my mother and my father, and I definitely see it as kind of a divide and conquer between mm-hmm. the two of them, where my dad kind of um, made financial, they, definitely they discussed and they um, compromised on things, but definitely I think he had more of the financial leadership and more structural of what our family is going to be, and then my mom was more of how are we going to act, what our morals are. Mm-hmm. Of course it was both, um, they both had opinions on them and they shared that, so I think definitely... What I've taken is with me and my current partner, definitely I see that happening too of um, where I kind of take leadership and where he takes leadership. And I see that in the, like it reflects of, from my parents. Mm-hmm. And then I see that in other places too of when um, I've taken a leadership studies course and we had a group and we learned about our strengths and our weaknesses. And it was definitely, I wanted to find out what the other people in my group's strengths were. So I knew 
oh, you have a strength that I know I do not have. Like, I will not have in a million years. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to count on you for this. And that was, um, like, flexibility. I'm super flexible, but I'm not a very, like, timely person. And I told them Mm -hmm. that. I was like, just to let you know, not a timely person. So if you keep me accountable, I will will do my best to be Mm -hmm. as timely as I can. And so I definitely take that. And I see that from my parents of understanding what I do well, what others do well, and compromising. And so that's, I think, where I've gotten my leadership from my parents, and I mm-hmm. see it progress and change over time of, you know, understanding who's around me, how can I use them to their best ability, how can I help them? Mm-hmm. And that's where I see my leadership really come from my parents. Yeah, and like, as Kenyatta was talking about the parameters, I think when we get into those parameters, some people think of them as barriers. And I think these barriers we see mentally, emotionally, and physically. And I'm just curious, as you talked about some of these family morals and values that are barriers, I think about some of the barriers for myself. And I think that with me being as creative and kind of spontaneous as a person I am, I find my dad being very, you know, here's what we're going to do. Here's plan A through Z. And then after that, we have plan AA and plan AB. And I've just never been that person. I'm like, we're going to give it, we're going to give it a go. First try. Let's just do it. You know, we'll just see. And I think a barrier for me is allowing myself to mentally be in spaces that are uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and that are more structured and giving myself the freedom to expand my mind and expand you know what my constraints are for leadership because let me tell you getting into the professional world and seeing how some people interact it can be really scary Mm -hmm. compared to what we have in college we're almost sheltered in college because we have academia protecting us and showing us that everyone has a voice everyone wants to share their voice and that's not always apparent with leadership outside of academia so it is it is important and i find that my barriers are always changing mm-hmm. always changing mm-hmm. what about y'all you know so i think that as we grow as we have new experiences as we reflect as we um, a, as we reflect on those experiences we are going to change mm-hmm. um, i think about when I went in, when I started as a first year student in college, what I went to school saying, this is what I want to do with the mm-hmm. rest of my life. Five years later, that's not what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you talk about those barriers, I think life happens, right? And, yeah. and mm-hmm. I think we have to. Um, I'm going to chuckle at myself when I say this, but That's we right. have to go with it, right? Yeah. But I am also kind of on the side of your father where mm-hmm. I would be, I'm fairly structured. So mm-hmm. hearing myself say, yeah, you just kind of go with it. That's not really how I live my life. I mm-hmm. am, as you see, I made, I've made some little notes on the <laughs> things. And so I'm all about lists and, and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is A, B, C, D. Mm-hmm. I, I can't do A, B, DC that's going to challenge me a little yeah. bit but <laughs> I but I think over time and because of experiences I have been able to not be as rigid as I might have been at one time mm-hmm. and I think that's what life teaches us yeah. um how to be flexible within the constraints or the barriers that we set for ourselves and I don't think all and I and I use the word barriers, but I don't 
think it has it necessarily has to be negative. I think mm-hmm. um, yeah. maybe bracket. Yeah. is a better word. Mm. Maybe like bracket. Maybe we're bracketed in some spaces, mm-hmm. and so there is there are lines that we're going to there are lines that we'll cross, but to a point, mm-hmm. um, because that's what life life brings us mm-hmm. to. That um, I think where it is important though is when we we may set goals, we may say um, this is what we want to do and if we don't quite make it mm-hmm. if we don't quite measure up do we as I talk about all the time um, do we give ourselves a measure of grace mm-hmm. to say it's okay yeah, yeah. it's okay because oftentimes yeah. um, we may beat ourselves up mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. this is my five-year plan and this is what I'm supposed to be doing now and and if I'm not doing that do I look at myself as a failure do I right. look at myself as oh no now the whole plan is gone and mm-hmm. just throw it away and start all over yeah or do we say you know I might not have gotten um to the place where I want it to be mm-hmm. but that's okay. And what yeah. do I do in this new place? I started, I was a political science major as an undergrad. Mm-hmm. My plan was to go to law school and to be a Supreme Court justice. Mm-hmm. That was my plan. I love it. Today I am <laughs> Here sitting you are, right? <laughs> at Iowa State University having this great conversation mm-hmm. about leadership mm-hmm. and wellness, right? Mm-hmm. As a college student, I no one would have told me I would be in Iowa. Let's start there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but here I am. Yeah. Life happens. Life takes us in lots of different places. Yes. I like to say that I don't believe that things happen by happenstance, but we have a divine date with destiny. And things mm. happen for a reason. Yeah. We've got to just go with what that is. Yeah. yeah. And be okay with it. Yeah. I wow. absolutely love that. My goodness. I think some things are that we, um, a lot of college students, a lot of people in general run into is we make these goals or we make these plans and we want to understand that life happens, but we really want these plans to happen. So how do we maintain these goals even when we want to, we like, we understand that life happens, we need to go with what our body needs right now, but how do we make those goals that they can happen? And how do we maintain those even with knowing that life happens? You know, I, I, I think we all have to use, we will all use different tactics. We all have different um, ways of doing that. Um, mm-hmm. One of the notes that um, I wrote down that sort of emerged from you all's initial comments um, is um, this notion of accountability partners. And so yeah. do we have people in our lives that will say, um, that are affirming, that will say, you know, you're doing a really good job, keep pushing, or that are, you know what, you're trash right now, you need to pull your life together. You need to work on yourself. Get yourself together. Hey now, that seems a little personal, (laughs) don't you think? I mean, I have people in my life that are saying, you know, that that support me when I need to be supported. They will pull me to the side when I need Mm -hmm. to be pulled to the side and say, okay, pull it together what's going on um and and so we have to have um i think those those accountability partners i think it's also important um morgan when you talked about um you were you were making comments and what i would 
label it is is that self-awareness and so we have to be aware Mm -hmm. of self and so are we listening to our body are we in tune with what's going on around Mm -hmm. us and so as college students and I remember being a college student is I felt invincible like I could do anything I wanted to do. I could do anything I set my mind to, right? Right. Um, I had this newfound independence. I had this new freedom, and I was going to use it um, to the best of my ability. Again, I had some accountability partners that were like, Mm -hmm. okay, it's time for you to go to class. (laughs) Right. 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 Um, It's time for you to do some homework. Right. Um, But then I also thought about, you know, am I eating? Am I getting the proper rest? Am I taking time for me? And even as a professional, those are important things. So what do I do to take care of myself? Because if I can set all of the goals that I want, I can be tracking on all of them, checking them off. I'm a list person, so I love making lists and (laughs) crossing them off or making check marks. I feel accomplished. But if I do that and I'm not taking care of myself, mm-hmm. I'm not aware of what's going on with me, I'm not going to be any good for anyone else. Neither am I going to be good to myself. Yeah. Yeah. I think that definitely plays into the wellness aspect of if you're not setting goals for yourself that are healthy, you're not setting good goals. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that goes into breaking down the cycle of what we perceive as wellness, what we perceive as goal setting. And that can be extremely difficult. And as you said earlier, it is important to give yourself some grace. So speaking of grace, I feel like we should give ourselves some <laughs> right now. So this is our giving grace segment where I'll give a quote and we can discuss it. So our quote of the day is, If you want to be happy, set a goal that commands your thoughts, liberates your energy, and inspires your hopes by Andrew Carnegie. What are we thinking? I have nothing else to say but that. I mean, that's that's really it. That's that's what it should be. You know, I love the liberating your energy. Yeah, that that resonated with me. Yeah. And again, as someone who considers myself to be fairly rigid. Mm-hmm. This part about just being being liberating, yeah. being free from that rigidness, mm-hmm. right? Being to say, it's okay to let your hair down. Mm-hmm. It's okay to do the unconventional. It's yeah. okay to step out of that comfort zone. Yeah. And you don't have to go far. I think I've said before that so the immediate thing, and it's going to sound hokey but that's fine you all can laugh at me i think of the song the hokey pokey you know you put your Mm -hmm. foot in you take foot out put your foot in yeah so it's in your comfort zones we can do that right right Mm -hmm. however far out of that space we want to go and then you just go on back in but get out for a second be liberated be free yeah breathe air breathe you know inhale Mm -hmm. exhale and then come on back to do whatever it is that you want to do. And back to this notion of leadership, Mm -hmm. we talk about charisma, energy. People should be attracted to you Mm -hmm. as a leader. A good leader should Mm -hmm. have people that want to learn from you, want to grow from you, that are radiating good energy. Mm -hmm. If you're putting good things into the universe, good things are going to come back. If you're putting negatively charged stuff into the universe, that's what's going to surround you. And most of us don't want to be around people 
that are like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that that piece. Thank y'all for sharing this. Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna have to circle it, circle start it, it, and, and do whatever you it's need. gonna show up somewhere else. I don't know <laughs> where, but it will. Yeah, I think we. Uh, I think for me, the takeaway piece for this definitely is, you know, if your goals aren't helping you then they're hurting you. And I think it's important to understand that when you do fall out of alignment or, you know, you take your foot out of your comfort zone, it is okay to put it back in and to get back in line. Um, For me, I think this conversation has really opened my eyes to what it means to be a leader and what it means to have conversations about leadership. Mm -hmm. So, so Yeah. yeah. I greatly appreciate this conversation. I want to go and like save the world now. Yeah. <laughs> like my energy is liberated. I feel great. Yeah. I and feel so great. <laughs> for all of our listeners, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, we do have resources in our description box. Thank you so much for listening and be well.